Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. I'm looking at this glass here and it's clear, but didn't we already do vodka? Well, it's bubbly, so maybe there's some sort of tonic in this, so it's got to be gin. Wait, this isn't alcoholic at all. We're just going to have to fix that. Otherwise, it's just water with bubbles. So we are talking about seltzer water, but there's more to that than just the bubbles. So we'll find out as we dive into this topic. Settle in. Maybe grab a gin fizz or a Tom Collins and have a drink. Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Fraser. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, audio. So, hey, oh, there, neighborinos. I can tell uh, someone is not in their home studio. Nope. As usual, uh, it seems to be this time of year. Um, I am on the road in San Antonio, Texas today. So uh, I've been here for a couple days. Leave to go home tomorrow. And back to the grind again on Monday. <laughs> Joy. Fun. <laughs> it's always good stuff. But I was uh, able, actually, so I flew out of um, out of Cincinnati this last go-around. And Ashley, my wife, for those of you that are newer to the program, she knew that I was having some pretty stressful um, things going on at work this week, this past week. And so she thought that she would do me a big favor. And so she came with me up to um, Cincinnati and says, I've got something planned for you that will help you relax, help you, you know, don't, don't try to look into it too much. I thought it might have been like a concert because it was at nine o'clock at night. There aren't too many things that happen at 9 PM, <laughs> but uh, I just kind of went with it and didn't, didn't search to see. I did see that um, there were some big name concerts that were actually going to be in Cincinnati this past weekend. Hmm. Uh, which I thought was pretty cool, but uh, that wasn't the case. It's not one of those. Um, and so as we get to it, she's like, "You want to go to to um, the the Hofbrauhaus? House?" And I'm like, "Sure, yeah, I'll go go have some beer and everything." And when don't we want to go eat exactly eat German food and drink beer? Got mm-hmm. some sausage and some beer. So I mean, that was that was always good. Um, so we started to get out of the car. And I look at her, and I, I've been like just throwing around little guesses here and there. And I say, "You're not going because we have been kind of talking a little bit about the the sensory deprivation tanks earlier in the mm. week." And I said, "You're not. We're not going to a sensory deprivation tank, um, a float tank tonight, are we? I, I sure hope you didn't do that." And she went, "Yeah, why? Because <laughs> it was kind of just an all of a sudden here." For an already anxious person, 
you you spring on me okay in an hour we're going to be going and and you have to get into um face deep water and then it's completely pitch black in there in a closed in coffin like box so that <laughs> yeah, just increases blocks but it blocks out everyone <laughs> except for your thoughts those are the scariest um <laughs> so um, all through dinner, I was like really anxious about having to go and, and do this. And, and I tried to put on a happy face. I was like, oh, yeah, it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm just overreacting, you know, all this. No. So um, we get in there, and it's all chill and mellow, and, and the lots are turned down. You're ready for your dude floating. Uh, I was ready for my hashtag dude floating. And so we get in, and the boxes are a lot larger than what I expected. Like, my arms could go side to side, and it's it, like I could spread out, basically completely spread eagle here and, and uh, not touch the sides. You so showed us was... a picture of this during the week. Yep. And it was pretty it creepy. L- yeah, it yeah. looked like it looked like World War II era oh, yeah. tanks. Like, like all right, we're going or like something Jacques Cousteau was like yeah. going under the sea. We're like, all right, come with me and be able to see them. I don't yeah. know. I can't do a Jacques Cousteau. <laughs> not on, can't do a Jacques on 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 right off of the bat. Not, um, not on demand, I guess. Um, no, it was it was pretty funky looking from the outside. Um, it was the the float tank was one of the models that is more of a like I guess an industrial style looking one. It's not a. Some of them look like pods and have. Hmm. Big, the tops come down. You pull the tops down and everything. This one so was got, more like, like a, a tanning bed. Just yeah, exactly. Or or Darth Vader's thing where he like <laughs> keeps himself yeah. in the clean room. Yep. So it's like that's yeah. kind of he may have been doing uh, sensory deprivation. You never know. Yeah, <laughs> probably had to plus be in a clean room. <laughs> um, but the shower was the best thing because the shower was like all electronic. I felt like. I would get electrocuted in the shower that you, <laughs> like, you got a shower oh, before and after that doesn't feel right. No, yeah, like you could push buttons inside the shower to turn on music and whatnot. It was, it was really kind of cool. Um, light, they had led lights in the shower, but then whenever you go in and get in the box, it's like super low tech and it's, it's a very weird feeling when you first get in there and close that lid. Cause it is a heavy metal lid, uh, you close it down and it seals up and you're in pitch black and that's, I mean, it's fine and everything, but you, you, it's all warm. It's nice and really warm inside there. It's, it's kind of your body's temperature. So it, it's, it it gets, yeah, it's not that body's temperature though, where you feel like it's so hot that yeah, you think 98 degree water is hot, but this is like 94 and it's just right for the, the temperature of your skin. Well, I guess that would be one of the senses you're trying to deprive. So you're yep. wanting to. Yeah. Yep. So you're trying to, to remove all the sensations of everything. So it took me a little bit to get into the right position. I found that hands above the head, kind of like a, a hold up your, you know, come out with your, your arms up type of <laughs> pose. That one actually had, gave me more buoyancy than anything else. <laughs> which was a little odd. Um, my butt kind of sunk down and touched the bottom until I put my hands above my head like that and was able to stretch out, and, and that went really well. Um, an hour's a bit long, in my opinion, because <laughs> about 45 minutes out there, I was like, okay, I'm I'm about done now. You know, I think I've relaxed. You started to get your brain gets to this point where you're like, okay, I'm relaxed, and then Do you start okay, seeing now things? I'm bored. Like- 
I didn't. Ashley said that she started to see like fireflies, which are just, you know, basically spurts of light coming across or old, old spurts of light coming across your eyes, basically playing tricks on you. But um, I didn't see anything. It was more of just uh, trying to concentrate on your breathing and kind of let your breathing do do what it needs to do to kind of be mindful, which was really cool. It's kind of easier to do it there. Um, they provide earplugs if you want them, but I just went without them. It didn't really matter to me. Um, and so I could hear my breath and heartbeat while I was in there, which is pretty cool. But uh, it was it was interesting. Um Halfway through it, I reached up and, and felt on my stomach and where I had gotten the water because it's got like in, in 10 inches of water in this chamber, it's got a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. So oh. you're basically in slightly moistened Epsom salt <laughs> that is heated. Um, it's water consistency, but that's kind of it. And I reached up and there had been crystals that formed on my belly because it had dried <laughs> out. Well, water no wonder you have to take a shower off. on the way out. Yes, absolutely. Because otherwise you, you'd be crystallized coming out. You, like <laughs> All the deer would come and lick you like a salt block. <laughs> your hands are like this. You're, sl- you're crystallizing. You became Han Solo. <laughs> it really yeah. was. Carbonite. <laughs> But, I don't think um, I could do that. Like I, I think I'd be too uh, anxious to to. I yeah, yeah my mind it, would not allow me to relax at that point. The <laughs> idea of being completely separated from the rest of the world is very appealing to me. It is to me too. I'm like, no, I want to do this. Yes, I. I it's don't... supposed to be really good for pregnant women, just because it takes away all the stress of having to hold up the extra weight and. and That's all true. That. So, you're neutrally buoyant, you just completely relax. I, so, see, it's the floating, floating part that I don't think that I would be able to relax with. But I would, I feel like I would get bored and just be farting in there the whole time. <laughs> you like, don't want to do that. <laughs> you're trapped that's in a, there with it. Yeah, that's it. There is no ventilation in the room. They, yeah. There is no. But the next no person, fan. the next person that comes in there, will I have to deal with it as well? And <laughs> have you ever in, farted? You just hot boxed it for like. <laughs> oh my god! Have you ever farted in the tub? It doesn't smell like a <laughs> fart. Let's just put it that way. When you make a <laughs> fart wet, it's pretty awful. Look, all I know is you do. We don't need Chris uh, doing this at like you know twelve thousand feet above sea level. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey. Absolutely. The other thing is like the sensory deprivation thing makes me think of, and I, don't, I know you guys, I don't think either of you had, had seen it, but on uh, Stranger Things, um, oh, the, the show. It's exactly that. No, I know, but like when she she basically goes to like <laughs> not a fun place when she does the, <laughs> the sensory deprivation, and I'm like, you going I'm to the okay. upside down? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't need my mind to go to dark places. <laughs> That's fine. So yeah, That's probably what happened. Telekinetic powers. So, look, you have to go through some dark places to get some telekinetic powers. You know, maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. So, Baba Burgers? Burgers. It's Burger Week in, Bob's Burgers. in Lexington. <laughs> uh, uh, no, it's it's Burger Week in Lexington. And I worked most of the week, so I haven't had a chance to get to get much. Uh, my roommate gets off a little earlier than I do, so he's like, I'm going to go out to eat. And I'm like, good for you. My feet hurt. I'm going to bed. Hmm. Uh, those feels yeah but for like i had you know on my day off i was like all right i'm gonna go to lunch because that's the other thing about burger week in lexington you have to go early if you go in the evening and think i'm gonna get me a nice cheap five dollar burger that's that's made very well 
they are going to be out. They are mm. just always out of burgers. Well, not always, but like a lot of places are going to be out of their specific burger by like seven o'clock. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but like all places all throughout town had it. Uh, I went down to, to Hopcat and they had a burger for burger week, which was just their regular Barzy burger, mm. uh, which, uh, hold on, see if I can find it real quick. Uh, there it is. Just as they listed on their site, a classic uh, from when we opened back just in time for Lexington Burger Week, topped with hickory smoked bacon, jalapenos, homemade bar cheese, served with lettuce, tomato, and onion. Uh, could have gone with that, but yeah, it just wasn't wasn't in the mood for it. Plus, all those peppers were going to do terrible <laughs> things for me. So, Fair. despite it being Burger Week, I just grabbed uh, the regular, more expensive burger they had of a mushroom Swiss. There you go. Uh, but... Did manage to get some uh, some good beer while I was down there. Had uh, you know when it's a thousand degrees out and you just walk into a bar and you go, bring me a pilsner, <laughs> mm. something cold and refreshing, please. Thank you. Bring me something cold and crisp. Uh, well, we've got something. Give me a blue stallion's pilsner. Just stop <laughs> asking questions and bring it here. But there, we spent some time uh, being some of my coworkers looking at the burgers that they had throughout Lexington, uh, and I kind of would like point out a couple of them. Uh, for example, there's the Korean barbecue burger with oh. kim with kimchi slaw from Drake's. Oh, I am so jealous. I assumed you guys would like that. Uh, oh my god! A fresh, never frozen patty sealed with a glazed Korean barbecue sauce, topped with chunky kim- kimchi slaw and garlic mayo on a warm butter toasted bun. I would eat the hell out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the Spartan from Athenian Grill. They had a house blend of ground leg of lamb and sirloin burger served on a sesame seeds bun, spicy feta uh, spread, uh, romaine lettuce, tomato, and grilled onions. Mm. Uh, You you lose me at the grilled onions. I don't like sautéed onions. There was the... What's one of the... There was the the old-fashioned burger uh, Mm. at Parlay Social. I think the idea... Because it was supposed to be paired with... uh, because uh, West Six Brewery is the the sponsor for one of the sponsors for this, so mm. every, all their pairings was some West Six thing, unless they didn't serve alcohol. Uh, but this one was a pairing was a West Six Belgian blonde and an old fashioned. Oh, gotcha. So this one was two three ounce crisp beef patties uh, with Harvati cheese, cherry and orange chutney, hmm. uh, arugula caramelized onions finished with uh, Angostina bitters, topped with. Uh, the signature parlay, uh, parlay social old-fashioned syrup on a potato bun. That sounds fine as well. I like potato buns. However, the the award for most unique uh, is the... I'm trying to find the name. The Chocolate PB Bacon Donut Ice Cream Burger mm. from mm. Crank and Boom, an ice cream store. Love it. It is a super fudge ice cream with local stone cross uh, farm bacon and Reese's pieces in between a North Lime glazed donut. Yes. So this goes into that. Is it a sandwich or not? Like, is a hot dog a sandwich? No. You know, those, those types of questions. I think it has to have a patty of meat before... 
You can call it a burger, well, or at least a meat substitute. Well, your your point gets brought more into question with this coming week will be Cincinnati's Burger Week, hmm. and the Macaroon Bar will be offering the French Macaroon Burger, <laughs> which does not involve meat. Uh, they don't they on their website they don't have the description, but I've actually heard it, and it is like they have a little picture of it. It. It's it's all macaroons dressed to look like a cheeseburger, but it's just a bunch <laughs> okay. of macaroons. I mean, if it looks like a burger, I could get behind that. You gotta have it's, dessert, you know. I mean, the the crank and boom one looks kind of like a burger. It's not a. It's not like a a big round, regular yeah. donut. You're thinking of it's more like because it it doesn't it like not have the hole in the middle or something or yeah it doesn't. yeah. But uh, I'm so a, they've got like a big piece of fudge that looks like a patty. Oh, they sprinkle oh, some bacon. Okay. They've got Reese's pieces just tossed in there. That sounds so good. And well, okay, I think for time. names though, uh, I'm excited for uh, Tickle Pickle. Oh yeah, I've had Northside. their I've had their burger. That's good. So yeah, they're going to have the bread Zeppelin or the buns and roses. Well, they've got here, they had here in Lexington, Oh No You Didn't Burger from Jay Ridner's Southern Table and Bar. <laughs> Four ounce hamburger patty topped with pulled pork, bourbon and truffle barbecue sauce. Oh my gosh. Smoked mac and cheese, then nestled between American grilled, uh, American cheese slices and grilled Texas toast. Oh, I found the Good other Lord. one. The other dessert burger. I forgot about the Biscoffee Ice Burger. I want that one. Trace Bella uh, takes a scoop of decadent Biscoffee ice cream, made exclusively uh, for them, and sandwiches it between a fluffy glazed yeast donut bun, uh, drizzle their ice burger with delicious fudge, and top with Biscoff cookie crumbles. All right, then. I'm just saying uh, it's nice to have dessert options, though, that's all. They did have, I want to mention real quick before, I, before we move on for me, uh, they had a, because uh, of Cat, they had a whole bunch of beer on draft they had a beer on, and I'm trying to remember the name of it. Uh, it was a, I, I know what made it special because it was a brown ale, and it had, uh, it was a hazelnut brown ale. Hmm. Uh, it was delicious, and I'm trying to pull up. I would love for a brewery to do small batches, nothing huge, but maybe even a six pack of beers that are brewed. As a make your own hamburger, oh, <laughs> each one's a have, topping. You, you, yeah, you've got like a really meaty kind of uh, the, on the meat side. You wouldn't want to put meat in it, but you could put like a uh, mushroom based uh, beer, and then on you've got something really malty and bready for your bun, and then you could always do something like a uh, 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 the pickle gosa goes in there. <laughs> Something that has a little bit more of a, uh, uh, I don't know, you could do mustard-flavored beer. I think that would be interesting, actually, no. to do something like that. That sounds like one of the Urban but, Artifact Halloween ones, where they <laughs> gave you the six, uh, for Halloween, they did, it was a 12-pack of unlabeled beers that were <laughs> all trick-or-treat, and it was basically like the, uh, whatever, the jelly beans. Uh, the, yeah, the uh, Harry mm, Potter jelly bots. beans. Yeah, yeah, it was like Birdie Bots. Like, they were, they know, they never said what any of the flavors of any of them were. Some of them were legit flavored like candies, and some of them were just disgusting, horrid <laughs> things. Uh, hazelnut Nectar from Rogue. Oh, okay. Oh, I was yeah. just thinking, like, oh, maybe it was the Rogue one. 
Okay. It was, and it was, it was real good. All right. Well, we're rambling about burgers, which <laughs> will happen. If, if rambling about food tends to happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Our end. So. Well, yeah. Un- aside from your thing, uh, which is a, uh, that's all you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm still doing my have a baby stream slash podcast. Uh, I'm not even editing it. Like it's totally free form. Like it. Uh, I'm just. I post it immediately after I get done with the stream, and then I'm just. Move on. Um, last one actually went longer than I anticipated it going. Uh, but yeah, uh, baby's still good as far as we know. And um, the next appointment is going to be the big ultrasound, like the next big one, um, where we'll actually get pictures and it'll look like an actual baby. Uh, and that's going to be... Um, <laughs> and not like a bird or a Spiro. It's like uh, one, two, two weeks from Monday. So yeah, uh, coming up soon kind of crazy like two weeks from monday i will be halfway through this pregnancy halfway (laughs) to baby yeah insanity all right and uh i ate a bunch of spiders this morning (laughs) Um, like you do don't be tall and be the first person on the hiking trail like face (laughs) coated in cobwebs spiders running all over my face it was it was not fun chris you reminded me of a west wing quote Nature is to be protected from. Nature, much like a woman, will seduce you with its sights and its sounds and its beauty. And then it breaks your leg. Also <laughs> like a woman. Also like a woman. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's uh, it, lots of spiders. And I ended up finally uh, grabbing a stick and I was just swiping a stick in front of me as I was going. That was for about two and a half miles until someone crossed the path coming the other way. And I was like, okay, they've already eaten all the webs going that way. <laughs> We're good. So... I don't even like mind the spiders on me quite as much as I mind webs on me, because yeah. they just last forever. I'm just like just picking away, going now, like, now all, it's everywhere. Imagine they're all in your beard, and then <laughs> oh, no, there's no getting not them beardy. Out. <laughs> they they get in there, and then you feel them later tickling you, and you're like, oh god, it's a spider I missed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, enough about us. What yes. about some announcements? Indeed. So uh, our next episode is going to be Saturday, July 21st, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, that will be covering Gosa's. Woo! Yes. Uh, back to beer styles. And uh, surprise, we haven't covered Gosa specifically back, yet. Back to our bread and butter. we got to get that back bread again. buttered. And that will be, uh, sadly, Here's Sans the- Bob. <sighs> Spoilers! Because <laughs> he's going to be in Asheville. Also spoilers. Oh, jeez. I was going to tell everyone when I got back. <laughs> All right. And then uh, we also have a movie draft update, and nobody has actually heard this because I just got it like uh, half an hour ago. <laughs> Good deal. Welcome to your BT Movie Draft Minute presented by DiamondClub.tv for the week of July 9th, 2018. I'm your host, Big Voice Jay. Email in... The Movie Draft Minute is everything plus bite-sized baskets of Chinese cuisine. Apparently, I'm all that and dim sum. Let's go to the scoreboard. 
Team Walking Drunk is in last place with $240.5 million. Team Ritual Misery is in fifth place thanks to a $16 million debut from Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation, putting their total at $396.6 million. Team Game Night is in fourth place with $452.7 million. Team The Bond Squad's in third place with The Rock Skyscraper bringing in $9.3 million so far, bringing their total to $534.2 million. Team Have a Drink is in second place with $755 million. And continuing to ride the Incredibles 2 wave to first place, it's Team Movie Party with $950 million. That's oh Movie Draft Minute. All totals accurate as of July 14, 2018. That is insane. I knew that, that makes so much more money than I thought it was going to. I, I knew it was going to make stupid money. I, I mean, I couldn't have expected that much, but I knew it was going to make stupid money. So, uh, have, has any, either of you seen it yet? No. Incredible. I refuse to give them money for it now. <laughs> I am, I am happy with our second place finishing. Um, yeah. We did good. Uh, did good. We have a finish. We've got one more movie. We did good. We did good. <laughs> we got a, we got one more movie. It's going to make $4.9 billion. Yeah. You know? A, do you know how much money it like? Give it time. How much do we have to make? Like, we have to make, like, seriously a billion dollars or something to get back and leave. <laughs> We've got to make I don't think that's how math works. <laughs> no, that's math. Uh, and then that, that one, I'm going to keep forgetting when it comes. I know it's in August, but I can't remember the exact date for some reason. Uh, crazy rotations. It's not enough to get us back in this race, but we're going to hold, we're going to hold we're on just a gonna, second. We're going to see what happens. It's the fight for second place. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, final announcement. We just wanted to remind everybody about Patreon. Uh, if you enjoy the show or both shows, uh, consider sending just a dollar a month our way. Um, and if you'd like to get in on some extras, like the quarterly virtual hangouts and access to the bar channel in our Discord, you can give $5 per month. Uh, so just head on over to patreon.com slash have a drink show. Yeah, and there's, uh, we just cranked out last week, put out another, uh, Patron-only tasting episode. I think we released yes. the uh, Flying Dog Pepper Pack. Yes, yes, yes. That one was yep. a, good, a mm, bloody, one? bloody Mary beer that tasted <sighs> exactly like a Bloody Mary. It Which was made in... Bob want to die and Casey like, Ooh. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I, I was trying to forget the Pepper Pack until you said it. And then all of a sudden, all memories came flooding back. And I'm like, no! <laughs> no! Oh, the only so thing good. from Flying Dog I've not loved. Oh, I loved it. It was so great. <laughs> All right, and then get into uh, a bit of news here. Uh. All right, uh, well, we've had another major uh, national competition for beer. We had the 2018 U.S. Open Beer Championship. So Did this they play was... beer pong? <laughs> No, but this one was uh, disturbingly that- close to us, and we didn't go to it. And I am oh. very upset about this. This was in Oxford, Ohio. It's like a half hour away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why we didn't go? Because I didn't know. So breweries from South Carolina to South Korea sent in more than 6,300 beers, representing this- more than 110 different styles for the 2018 U.S. Beer Championship. This was the chance to get those untapped badges that... That it, we're never ever going to get. That's true. Yeah, like that's insane. Okay, so, so an hour away, not half an hour. But. I, I would have very much been on, been down to steward this competition. Uh, Brittany, you can speed. We'll get there. 
Let's get there faster. <laughs> the competition is the only one to include beers from professional breweries and award-winning home brewers with judges from England, Canada, and the U.S. So, uh, to, to start into this... <laughs> you must speak English to... Yeah. Looking at Canada going, you send one person from Quebec. <laughs> Just one. Those Frenchies. So, uh, we're, we're going to skip through a few things because there is an... Um, just an immense list There's of a lot. winners. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to go through it, and I was like an hour deep, and I was just like, oh my god, this is horrid. So we're going to go ahead and start and uh, highlight just a few things for National, and then we're going to highlight some local Cincinnati breweries, because Cincinnati came out pretty good, considering uh, a local Cincinnati brewery. Pulled number two for top breweries. Uh, Brink Brewing from Cincinnati, Ohio, placed second, winning three gold medals and a silver medal. Nice. At, uh, pretty good. So we can start now. We'll dive into the top ten breweries coming out here. Uh, Petticolis. Is that how you, you guys think you'd say that? Petticolis Brewing out of Texas. Uh, Brink, they were number one. Uh, Brink Brewing out of Cincinnati, Ohio, number two. Black Tooth Brewing out of Wyoming took three. Cigar City Brewing out of Florida took four. Revelry Brewing Company out of South Carolina took fifth. Uh, Garage Brewing Company out of California took sixth. Seventh goes to Red Brick Brewing in Georgia. Eight, Liquid Mechanics Brewing in Colorado. Nine, Motorworks Brewing in Florida. And ten, Rubens Brews Taproom in Washington. And this other category is one we had a lot of fun with. Uh, we we're putting all this together. So, uh, top ten most creative beer names. They did miss a few, however, I will say. They were in this. Uh, it's a subjective category. Yeah. Uh, the judges also named a judges award for the top ten most creative names. So, uh, number one, the most creative, I don't think it was, Beasts of Bourbon. Eh. Maybe if we got a little more about what that beer was, like a good pun. It's made from horses. <laughs> yeah. That would be a great pun. Uh, we're going to need a bigger cucumber. I like that one. That sounds dirty. This yeah. is... <laughs> yeah. The next I one is... I think I saw a parody version of uh, of Jaws that talked like that. <laughs> oh, oh uh, Star Stormy Daniels. Uh, rule 34. Oh. Oh. See, I was trying Speaking to banter it. Of Ohio. Just say rule 34 and move on. Oh, all right. Uh, so uh, this is my favorite one. Another one bites the must. <laughs> boom, that boom, one's pretty great. Boom. Another one bites the must. Or we have a weapon of mash destruction. Well it better done. have been a bourbon barrel of some kind. Yeah. Uh, ship faced <laughs> from like that one. Silver Harbor Brewing. Just say very carefully. Fits, fits, your, fits your theming really well. I like that. Uh, bring out your dead IPA. No, nah, I don't like that one. Well, it's but it's Black from Black Plague. Plague. Yeah. <laughs> Come uh, on. Hoppy right infringement. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You like that one. Oh. Uh, sack fly PA. That seems okay, weird. In, instead of I fly. Yeah. Uh, poor decisions, as in uh, pouring a drink. No, eh, eh, eh. no I like that one. Oh, yeah. uh, he ain't heffa. He ain't heffa. He's my brother. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I think, and when you go through the list of full list of winners, it they miss some good ones. Hmm. Yeah, but all right, we do have uh, some highlights. Highlights uh, can't cover them all, so I mean, just some 
obviously a big shout out locally to Brink Brewing, uh, bringing in the gold. I mean, everywhere. And their Moozy uh, Cream Stout, they won silver for it there, and they brought home gold from World Beer Cup with that exact same beer. Nice. Uh, gonna try and make it out there this week because somehow they've been open for like three years and I've never been there. <laughs> I was gonna say, if you haven't been there, I haven't been They're there. They're less than five miles from me right now and I've not been there. <laughs> So, uh, but Taft's Brewing, uh, they seem to always be raking in a gold for something nowadays, usually for uh, a Vienna lager or something like that. But this time, it was for their English summer ale called City Flea. Oh. So, uh, big shout out to Taft's Brewing. And a quick one to Mad Tree for uh, Citra High, their triple IPA. Mm-hmm. They brought home a bronze for that one. It is great. I still, I still like Galaxy High better than Citra High. Okay, yes, Galaxy High is better, but I'm guessing they you only... can't buy those hops right now, though. They're yeah. $40 a pound. Oh, wow. There's yeah. a Citra's, ton. Citra's $10 a pound. Well, this, Galaxy's 40 It shows because... <laughs> you can make four times as much Citra as I can. So it yeah. shows because Galaxy High, there was a very limited amount that hit shelves. Citra High right now, there are pallets of it piled up mm-hmm. everywhere. It, it, tastes... it was a big year. Uh, Citra High to me has more floral notes, so I'm just not a fan because of that. Mm. So possible. Uh, but we also had Fretboard. Uh, they don't package anything, but their uh, Belgian Pale Ale Crazy Train brought home a silver. So uh, the, uh, there have been all kinds of great things being said from them, and uh, one of my favorite breweries that no longer exists from this area. Their head brewer uh, is from Quaff Brothers. He is mm. now working there, Dan. Yes. Uh, he used to also be the beer buyer at my uh, local store and was my beer Sherpa for the longest time. Because <laughs> he knew my taste. Take, and he would just take you up the mountain of beer. Yes. Uh, I would walk in and he'd be like, We just got in all this crooked stave. Come with me. <laughs> Here we go. Just and picturing him in like sunglasses and a leather jacket. Come with me if you want to drink. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, uh,. And uh, I have to mention, Urban Artifact brought home a silver in the wood slash, slash barrel-aged fruit sour category for Bipiasaurus, which is one of their crazy uh, dinosaur series beers, which is that whole thing where they, it's a local Cincinnati yeast that they were able to capture hmm. and turn into a beer. But let's get on to some things that everyone can get a hold of here. So, back up in the list here, uh, in Brown Porters, uh, both tied with Silvers. You had Deschutes Brewing with the Black Butte Porter, uh, an amazing... And the Ladders with the White <laughs> Foot Porter. <laughs> so, uh, Deschutes Black Butte Porter is amazingly awesome and easy to find. I still yeah. find it's crazy how good that beer is and underrated. It was good, yeah. And, uh, well, also... Not anymore. Well, yeah, uh, and, uh... <laughs> Cigar highly. Well, they tied with Cigar City out of Florida for their Maduro. So Which I like I like the Maduro better than the Black Butte. It's much Black Butte's a little too aggressive. Maduro is kind of a a really I, balanced. Yeah, I could see. I, I haven't had the Maduro, but I can I could see what you're talking about there. At least with the Black Butte. But well, I enjoy it a lot. Well, Cigar City, not uh, not to uh, be down on anything for tying, because then they brought in gold for the British Imperial Stout category mm-hmm. for their mm-hmm. Marshall Zukov's Imperial Stout. <laughs> uh. And uh, show, not favorite, but infamous show beer, 
Placing silver in the old L category, we have New Speaking Holland's yourself. yeah, New Holland's Pilgrim Dole. Oh, you know, Pilgrim it's Dole. in the old L category. You know what you should do with with ales that have gotten old? Throw them away. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this one's maybe misplaced uh, in the Irish Red category. Alaskan Amber from Alaskan Brewing Company brought home bronze. Kind of That's odd. Weird. <clears throat> And then also in the Reds, uh, American Amber slash Red, we had a uh, bronze win for Maui Brewing. They are nationally available. Why, why Maya Red? Yes. So I like to imagine uh, that the way um, uh, uh, Alaska Amber won for Irish Red, they just put the beer down on the wrong table. Someone tried it and was just like, oh, this is unlike anything we've had. This is amazing. This wins. <laughs> it's like PBR. It's in a different – suddenly it's a cream ale and bringing yeah. home golds. It, it doesn't matter what you did. They they taste it blind in a category. So they don't know what's on the label. They don't know what ingredients are oh, in it. They don't well, know, I know who made it. I just it. mean they like someone hands it to them and they're like, this is what I've wanted. <laughs> It's something yep. different. So, yeah, again, I, as I'll oh, always yeah. say, after your 20th cream ale, <laughs> anything with some flavor is what stands out. And you're just like, yes, that's it, right there, best of show. <laughs> but uh, keeping in the reds, the Imperial Reds, uh, we had Gnight. G-Night? I'm, I'm saying I think it's Gnight. Gnight, Knight, though, as in Knight in Shining Armor, from Oscar Blues out of Colorado. Um Scoot on down, American Pale Ale. Our good friends at Samuel Adams brought home the bronze for Sam Adams Pale Ale. But they were not content with just one medal. They had to keep going and winning more. Alt Beer, they brought home bronze for Sam Adams Boston Ale. And <laughs> it is to be noted, uh, even in there, they, these are submitted from the different breweries, and it is noted Yeah, I was going to say, wait, what? <laughs> so the Pale Ale was from the Pennsylvania Brewery, and the Boston Ale is from the Massachusetts Brewery. Hmm. Uh, German Hefeweizen, this came from uh, Sam Adams again for their Sam Adams Hefeweizen from the Pennsylvania Brewery. I, I find it weird that they're distinguishing which brewery they come from. Um, Belgians, guess uh, they come from breweries that are brewing Belgian beer. I mean, let's let's be serious yeah. here. Uh, your Belgian double, your Belgian triple, your Belgian quad. Um, da, 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 da. Berliner style Weiss. Oh, I skipped Lambics. Uh, sour Belgian Lambic. We had... Uh, who does... Who who could do a crap ton of Lambics? Casey. Um, I'm not there on the list. My guess would be somebody that would be... It's import. Maybe Belgian? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lindemans. Frambois. Imagine Frambois. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lambic. We, oh, yeah, the Frambois. Um, so Berliner style vice, uh, this one was from Sweetwater <laughs> Brewing, uh, for Tropical Lover. They brought home silver. Mm. I had that at the airport this past week. Um, oh, first off, wasn't real pleased with the Sweetwater Atlanta, Georgia in the Delta Terminal, um, their shop. Um, but the, the lady that came up, she asked if I wanted a beer and then asked me to have the Tropical Lover because she needed to sell more of them for a contest. Wow. I mean, wow. it is that's, what it is, you know. I hate, Yeah, but that's... Part of it is that and, the Atlanta airport is hot garbage. I hate that airport. <laughs> and then upon giving me change, she not only shortchanged me on the 70 cents or whatever on the end of the, the dollar, but then stood there until I tipped her. 
Oh my Jeez. god! <laughs> I was like, really? I'm telling you, it's okay. it's, it's that airport. It's it sucks. <laughs> but how was the beer? It was good. It was very light sour, which was uh, I think it's not that super tart. It's just a slight sourness, um, and it also had some of the notes that you would get in like a kettling sour procedure or in a um, even some of the regular funky sourness. Hmm. Um, it had some of that grainy funk to it which is really good mm. Mm. all right well, so it wasn't a super clean sour which is good in my opinion yeah so keeping in the sour category uh fruit gosa uh, anderson valley brewing brought home silver for their briny melon gosa and considering our next episode i might have to go and try and find that one because <laughs> they mm. do distribute in this area uh american lager or pilsner so yingling for their golden pilsner Brought home a bronze. Yeah. Uh, American yeah. Amber slash California Common Brewing or Common Beer. Uh, who who could have won? Who could have won for the California Common? Uh, it wasn't Anchor, so it wasn't <laughs> even a West Coast brewery. Uh, Blue Point Brewing <laughs> for, ABN their, for their toasted lager. To note, yes, Blue Point, an extreme East Coast brewery that sold to ABN Bev years ago. That being said, I actually liked that beer. <laughs> yeah, I was like, the toasted lager's all right. It, yeah, it, it tasted pretty good, actually. It's that whole oh, if I'm somewhere and my choices are Bud Light, Miller Light, and a toasted lager, I'd be fine with the toasted lager. Yeah, Bud Light, Miller Light, or a gun to your head. <laughs> I'd take the gun to my head. I mean, let's be serious. Do you think that's like do it? Oh, do you right. think? That's why they've got this high end is so they can force them out. So you do have to make that decision. Possibly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have a feeling. That's what Hands it's going to be. I mean, how long is it until you're at Buffalo Wild Wings and your choices are, you know, Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, and Wicked Weed? It's going to happen. <laughs> I, hope, I hope not, because Buffalo Wild Wings knows that they've got a few um, individuals that come in that do know the difference. But if we're not the majority of their customers, yeah. they're not yeah. there's yeah. nothing stopping them from. Oh, yeah. All right, well, our, I keep saying good friends, just basically people we like to talk about. Uh, Great Lakes <laughs> Brewing uh, won gold for their Bohemian Pilsner Turntable uh, Pills. I like that I like that Pills, actually. Yeah, it's good. It is a solid Pilsner. Um, so, And uh, recently we did an episode on this next brewery. Go and check that out. <laughs> uh, this is the Pivo Firestone Walker uh, German Lager. Uh, the Dick of Bronze. So, yeah. I believe Pivo is the word for beer in another language. Oh. Um, We've given it the German lager slash Pilsner. Well, it can't be in German, though. It's not German. Uh, Russian. Oh. Russian? Okay. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That, that sounds kind of odd, though. Czech, and... or, or Czech, really. Pro- maybe Czech. Oh, because it's, it's slash Czech Pilsner, Pilsner, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, that's Russian, right. Pivo means... Um, to drink. <laughs> Is it in Russian? Pivo means invade a smaller country. <laughs> and pivo means your country ours now. Get out. <laughs> every every word in in Russian means that. All right. Uh, so in the Vienna category, we had uh, Pretzel Assassin from the Denver Beer Company. I like Gilligan's that one. down. They Gilligan's won, down. They won bronze. Um. Scroll on down here. A quick shout out to Platform Beer Company in Ohio Brewery. They're opening a tap room slash coffee roastery in uh, Cincinnati. That's going to be interesting. They won a silver for the Schwartz beer 
category for their luchador. May the Schwartz beer with you. <laughs> That's why. The only reason I said that is I knew it would happen. <laughs> Doppel slash Strongbach. Uh, guess who did that? Our friends over at Sam Adams Brewing for the Sam Adams Doppelbach out of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. Brewery. Uh, coconut. Uh, coconut. Guesses? Guesses? Who? What El brewery? Close. You got the brewery right. I was going to say, Cigar City knows their way around a coconut. They do. Cigar City with their coconut, Marshall, Zukov's Imperial Stout. They won gold. Mm. I'm going to try that one. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Casey, I need you next time you're down in Florida <laughs> to find that for me. You got right. that. I can't keep naming all of these. I was going to say, are we going down the whole list? Or? And I was going, Honey Beer. Uh, Sam Adams uh, took silver with their Honey Queen. Blue Moon took bronze with their Summer Honey Wheat. It's legit. I mean, hold on, hold on. We need to say Honey Queen in the proper... Honey Queen. Honey Queen. Honey. Honey. BT Dubs. Side note entirely. Did you see that they won... They got four Emmy nominations for for Queer Eye? Oh, I wasn't even thinking of a Queer Eye thing, but okay. No, I didn't know that. All right. Wood Barrel-Aged Pale Beer. Uh, Sierra Nevada took bronze for Trip in the Woods Barrel-Aged Triple. And then we had three to mention here for the Wood slash Barrel-Aged Strong Beer category. Um... Gold went to Utopias, Boston Beer Company. Obviously. I mean... <laughs> uh, silver was a tie between the 20th anniversary ale from New Holland Brewing out of Michigan mm. and uh, the Palo Santo Maron from Dogfish Head out of Delaware. Hmm. All right. Oh, yeah. I haven't had um, that one. I had some of it aging. I may still actually have a bottle in the fridge that I bought. Years ago. All right. Well, Sweetwater managed to bring out another one with the wood and barrel aged sour beer category. They took a silver for their the Woodlands Cambium. Hmm. And I really want to get more into Sweetwater Sours. Uh, wood and barrel aged barley wine went to Firestone Walker. They took the gold for their Sakuba or Sac. I don't know how Sakuba? to say Sakuba. I don't even know. Firestone Walker, again, go listen to our episode and realize what's so amazing about them. I'm blown <laughs> and away. And realize how sad we are that we don't get them. Right? Seriously. Oh my god, it kills me. I thought this was weird. Uh, experimental beer. Doesn't seem like an experimental beer to me. Uh, the 2018 Hunapas Imperial Stout from Cigar City Brewing took bronze. That doesn't... Is, does Hunapa count as an experimental beer? It's, it's just a big, spicy, cinnamony Imperial Stout. Well, they made th- they it, made that one. Horchata, it's a horchata actually, stout. That's because they they made that one without uh, without fermenting. So it was an experiment. <laughs> so experimental category basically means if you can't fit it anywhere else, it goes here. <laughs> it's miscellaneous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, I don't know. That should just gone in stouts. Otherwise, because that's a complete. No. There's an entire festival around this beer. So if if it puts in in stout, well, yeah, stout okay. says it shouldn't have the fruit or the coconut or the heat and all that, oh, so it yeah. get graded down because well, no, of that. There was another one that was basically adjunct stout. Uh, there was pretty uh, much adjunct one. would mean that you add in adjunct is a fermentable. That you okay, add in. so it's a sugar source outside. So you could add honey into your stout or something gotcha. like that. If, but that would probably go into honey beer. You probably add like rice to your stout or something. Mm. All right, well, we're going to close out with a local one I forgot to mention. In the peanut butter slash nuts beer category, gold went to Nutcase from Listerman Brewing Company. Which is um, amazing. That, yeah. <laughs> that beer tasted like roasted peanuts. It yeah. is glorious for <laughs> it, anyone who ever gets a chance. It's, it's better when it's hazelnut. Oh, 
yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you'd like some nor more news, uh, we nor do. moves. Nor moves. <laughs> I've come to bargain. <laughs> <laughs> No, we do a news show on top of this. Uh, this week on Have a Drink News, we covered a number of great things that you're just going to have to go and check out. A number of very Some, important things and a number of very silly things. And a, a number of things like uh, why we hate Papa John's. <laughs> right. Spoiler. Spoiler. All right. Top and it has nothing to do with the most recent news either. <laughs> Actually, it's yeah. just yeah. totally apropos. Of, uh, of we, nothing there. we hated them before we had a reason. <laughs> uh, okay, All right. we'll let's move topic. into the topic, guys. We're not that drunk. Seeking bastards. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. We're not that drunk. That is a complete lie. That's <laughs> to say, normally on this episode, maybe not, but uh, <laughs> depends on how you go with it. I mean. Look, I need to get to a section where I can go get some ice. Uh, <laughs> Maybe it helps if I didn't drink half a bottle of bourbon cream during news. I mean, it, it wouldn't have hurt. Uh, yeah, we're talking about seltzer water today, guys. Uh, <laughs> so let's uh, let's go hop back into the Wayback Machine, because I'm talking. <laughs> and uh, let's let's talk a little bit about, about it, I guess, in, like, how we got to seltzer. How, how this came to be. You say that, and Seven. I want to hear the old, like, rattly engine from Stuff You Should Know. Like, <laughs> we're going to hop in the Wayback Machine. And... <laughs> I was just thinking of uh, Peabody and Sherman and just... Oh. Not the the recent movie, the old Okay, The recent movie is really good, though. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I just meant the old interstitials with Rocky yeah. and Bullwinkle. Anyway, in 1767, Joseph Priestley uh, discovered a method for of infusing water with carbon dioxide when he suspended a bowl of water above beer at a local brewery in Leeds. Once again, thank you, beer. <laughs> uh, the air blanketing the fermenter uh, called fixed air was known to kill mice suspended in it. <laughs> sure. I mean, those mice had it coming. I like the, I, the, well, I don't like, but I think it's odd that they suspend the mice in it. Like, that's... Like, what is here? What is that like, about? Like, we've caught all of these mice in these humane traps. What should we do? Dangle them over that air. Yeah. We just murdered them! <laughs> Why? I wanted to see them choke. <laughs> You're a monster. Hmm. Um, <laughs> um, we, we may have just found the job that... Uh, who was the strangler in London? I uh, don't know. Jack the Ripper was a stabber. Jack the Ripper, okay, stabber, I guess. Um, more of a more of a ripping motion he did there <laughs> once he stabbed. You know, he may have he may have worked at a brewery and and had the mouse dangling job. <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, he had been very old when he was ripping. Then, uh, anyway, uh, briefly found the water uh, found water thus treated had a pleasant taste, and he offered it to friends as a cool, refreshing drink. Hey, man. Water, when I treat it with stuff that we used to kill mice, tasty. <laughs> uh, at that time, as uh, even now, sodium bicarbonate was used in medicines for making uh, baking powder uh, and for making ba baking powder, known as soda bicarb. Uh, it was produced by bubbling carbon dioxide through a solution of sodium carbonate obtained from the ashes of plants. In 1772, Priestley published a paper titled Impregnating Water with Fixed Air. You know, with a title like that, <laughs> someone had to look there and go, Priestley, what the heck are you doing? 
Uh, anyway, in this paper, he describes uh, dripping oil of vitriol, sulfuric acid, onto chalk to produce carbon dioxide gas and encouraging the gas to dissolve uh, into an agitated bowl of water. You uh, can do it. You can you can do this. Go ahead. Dissolve. <laughs> he was encouraging it. it. Yes. I, be- <laughs> I believe in you. Kill that chalk. Um, uh, Priestley referred to his invention as uh, of soda water as being his happiest discovery. <laughs> Wonder what other discoveries he made. Whatever. Uh, Priestley's apparatus was featured in uh, uh, featured a bladder uh, between the generator and the absorption tank to regulate the flow of carbon dioxide, which was soon joined by a wide range of others. But it wasn't until in 1781 that carbonated water began to be produced on a large scale, with establishing establishment of companies that specialized in the production of artificial mineral mineral water. First factory was uh, built by Thomas Henry of Manchester, England. Henry replaced the bladder and Priestley system with large bellows. <laughs> Just I picture- know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Priestley's other uh, inventions include oxygen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, thanks, he, Priestley. He, he discovered oxygen, apparently isolating it in its gaseous state. Huh. I'm going to go out on a limb, and uh, if you already listened to the news show, or if you're going to listen to it, uh, I have a feeling that uh, the name Thomas Henry will play into a beverage discussed there of Henry's. Maybe. Right. Oh, never mind. No, I, I was with you. The, the the I'm just also picturing like these large bellows that apparently they they have, and he's just like, you just stand here and do this all the time, sir. It's really tiring. Don't care. We've got people to serve. You say that, and I just I cut to Princess Bride, and someone, and then the whole to blave. Uh, anyway, JJ Schweppes uh, Schwepp developed a process uh, to manufacture bottled carbonated mineral water based on the discovery of Priestley, founding the Schweppes Company in Geneva in 1783. That is a much older company than I thought Seriously? it was. Right? Holy crap! Predates Coca Cola, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, predates Coca-Cola by almost a hundred years. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, well, no, by probably more than a hundred years, actually. I'm not sure. Um, uh, Schweppes regards, uh, regarded Priestley as the, uh, father of our industry. In 1792, he moved to London to develop business there. In 1799, Augustin Thwaites? Thwaites? Question mark? Thwaites. Uh, founded Thwaites Soda Company, uh, Soda Water in Dublin. A London Globe article claimed this company was the first to patent and sell soda water under that name. Uh, un- the name soda water arose under uh, from the observation of Richard Bru- uh, Bewley. Bewley? Bewley? Bewley. Bewley? Sure. Uh, it- Bueller. Bueller. Bewley. Bewley. Uh, an 18th century English chemist from Norfolk. Uh, the addition of a little sodium carbonate to the water greatly facilitated the absorption of carbon dioxide. Martin carbonated water is made by uh, passing pe- uh, pressurized carbon dioxide through the water. Uh, the pressure increases the solubility and allows more carbon, carbon dioxide to dissolve than would be possible under standard atmospheric pressures. The bottle is, bottle is opened, the pressure is released, allowing the ga- gas to come out of the solution, forming characteristic bubbles. The tiny bubbles. They're on my mind. <laughs> I, w- I was waiting for it. I knew it was coming somewhere in this episode. 
look, we already used it in one intro, so it, I had to like you know toss that out right away. <laughs> there. All right, so uh, carbonated water is water that's been infused with carbon dioxide gas under pressure. This process, uh, this produces, sorry, my bad, this produces a drink also known as sparkling water, club soda, soda water, and seltzer water. Uh, with the exception of seltzer water, they usually have salt added to improve the taste. Sometimes small amounts of other minerals are included. Natural sparker, sparkling minerals such as Perrier and San... What was it? Pellegrino. Pellegrino. All right. Are different. Uh, these waters are captured naturally from a mineral spring and tend to contain minerals and sulfur compounds. These waters are often carbonated as well. Tonic water is a form of carbonated water that contains a bitter compound called quinine along with sugar or high fructose corn syrup. I feel like that's something in the current craze we are not seeing. Well, yeah, because you don't see people just randomly drinking tonic water, you know? Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, sweetened. It's all a lot of flavored but unsweetened things. Yeah. We we tried that once uh, when I was in high school. It was not good. <laughs> all right. Uh, carbon dioxide and water react chemically to produce carbonic acid. A weak acid that's been shown to stimulate the same nerve receptors in your mouth as mustard. <laughs> this triggers a burning, prickly sensation that can be both irritating and enjoyable for many people. Not me. The pH of carbonated water is 3 to 4, which means it's slightly acidic. However, drinking an acidic beverage like carbonated water does not make your body more acidic. Your kidneys and lungs remove excess carbon dioxide. This keeps your blood at a slightly alkaline pH of 7.35 to 7.45, regardless of what you eat or drink. Unless you're a chicken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chickens can't uh, sweat. And so oh. in order for them to – part of their, their carbon dioxide cycle is they'll, they'll intake you know, air and produce carbon dioxide. When it gets really hot, they'll start panting. And that helps them release some of the the heat built up in their body, but it also reduces the amount of carbon, uh, sorry, uh, calcium carbonate in the body because of the the process that they're taking it through there. That means that their shells get weak, and a weak chicken egg never gets shipped out. It's not good to ship it and, and all that. Um, so they'll actually feed chickens carbonated water in order to increase their um their calcium carbonate basically in the shells hmm. all right really uh, interesting actually well to add to your uh your bird knowledge uh <laughs> last week on news we discussed uh that seagulls are lightweights <laughs> and now you've got some Let's keep them uh, coming some little fun chicken tidbits <laughs> just have a drink it were also an educational bird podcast apparently it's happened uh, one of the is base... it ornithology? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the biggest concerns about sparkling water is its effects on teeth, since the enamel is directly exposed to acid. There is very little research on this topic, but one study found that sparkling mineral water damaged enamel only slightly more than still water. Furthermore, it was a hundred times less damaging than a sugary soft drink. In one study, carbonated beverage showed strong potential to destroy enamel, but only if they contain sugar. In fact, a non-carbonated sweet beverage 
Gatorade was more harmful than a carbonated sugar-free drink, Diet Coke. In another study, samples of both tooth enamel uh, were placed in various beverages for up to 24 hours. The sugar-sweetened carbonated and non-carbonated beverages resulted in significantly greater enamel loss than diet drinks. Another review of several studies found that the combination of sugar and carbonation may lead to severe dental decay. However, plain sparkling water appears to pose little risk to dental health. It's only the sugary types that are harmful. If you're concerned about your dental health, uh, try drinking sparkling water with the meal or rinsing your mouth with plain water after drinking it. If you're concerned about your dental health, please contact a dentist. <laughs> yes, and now I have to have a root canal. <laughs> mm. uh, there's Sounds fun. Oh, it's going to be such a blast. You should be there. Uh, there is currently no evidence that carbonated or sparkling water is bad for you. It is not uh, really that harmful for dental health and seems to have no effect on bone health. Interestingly, a carbonated drink may even enhance digestion by improving swallowing ability and reducing uh, constipation. For those of you who need to know. <laughs> it's also a calorie-free beverage that causes a pleasurable, bubbly sensation. Many people prefer it over still water. I'll never get that. Just just give me still water. Yes, that's me. <laughs> when, when I was in Scotland, I was so bothered by the fact that if you went out somewhere and just asked for water, they would just keep looking at you. You're like, just give me water. And they want you to say still or sparkling. And it was still like, or sparkling. Unless I give you a qualifier otherwise, bring it to me still. Regular. <laughs> you look at it like, I need you to go to the sink, turn the <laughs> handle. And get me water. Bring me the water as God intended it. Still. There's no reason to give up on this beverage if you enjoy it. In fact, many actually improve, uh, it may actually improve your overall health. Hmm. Snake oils. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. I was just going to say that comes from Healthline, though. So I'm I'm a little bit less uh, yeah. less snake oily on it. Now. That was that article that I was like, this is really good, actually. <laughs> I'm yeah. Like getting most of it. Um, yeah. Okay. So next up is kind of the biggest known brand for uh, seltzer water today. Uh, this is Lacroix. Like Crux. Please shut up. Uh, like Crux. Please stop. Uh, LaCroix is an American sparkling water distributed by the Sundance Beverage Company, a subsidiary of National Beverage Corp. Uh, market research suggests LaCroix holds 30% market share in sparkling water sales in the U.S. Uh, LaCroix was introduced it's, in... It's pretty good for, it's pretty good for LaCroix. I'll kill all of you. <laughs> uh, LaCroix was introduced in 1981 by, uh, G... Uh, Heilman Brewing Company in La, La Crosse, Wisconsin, as one of the first anti Perrier brands. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So just picture like, hell no, we won't bubble. <laughs> no, no, we won't yeah. Bubble. You got to watch out for big Perrier. Yeah, seriously. I uh, just keep eating flashes of Talladega Nights because Perrier was his big sponsor, oh, the, yeah. the Sasha Baron Cohen's character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's right. <laughs> So meant to appeal to sparkling water consumers who were put off by Perrier's snobbish positioning, LaCroix marketed to its niche uh, by imaging itself as an all-occasion beverage. 
beverage fared well in popularity and sales in the surrounded, surrounding Midwest region for the following decade. And by 1992, the brand was estimated to be worth $25 million. Wow. They sound, they sound roughly <laughs> as pretentious as one another, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I don't know. Look, Perrier does kind of have that, like, uppity bit. <laughs> I don't know why. Thought you were going to keep that uh, that word going. Going, okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there was a there was some sort of sound at the end. I don't There's know. There's a like CH I, like I... on that. Oh, but... fair. I mean, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so uh, in the same year, due to uh, Heilman's admitted lack of experience outside the beer market, it sold the brand to National Beverage, uh, which was then called Winterbrook. Since the early 1990s, LaCroix has been a fairly well-known product in the Midwest. However, its sudden rise in popularity outside the Midwest United States has only been a recent phenomenon. In 2002, National Beverage sought to rebrand LaCroix and ended up settling on the design that was least favored by management. But (laughs) it won over target consumers in a landslide. Uh, instead of staying with the clean and simple designs like other water brands, they found a more bold and colorful approach was more appealing to their audience. Uh, the successful execution of the anti-Perrier strategy in all its forms has been a key factor in enabling uh, LaCroix to become one of the top sparkling water brands. In light of sugary soda sales plummeting to a 30-year low in the U.S. Uh, in spring of 2015, National Beverage saw an opportunity at an open market of consumers and subsequently launched a marketing campaign for the beverage on social media, uh, specifically targeting millennials. Since early 2015... Seems to be working. Yeah. uh, If you'll uh, catch the news program about these sparkling beverages. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Uh, Since early 2015, LaCroix became the trend of various mainstream news outlets as a healthier alternative to sugary soda, as well as a mixer for popular cocktails. The company's billionaire CEO, Nick Caparella, uh, was accused of sexual harassment Mm. by two former employees, um, pilots who uh, alleged alleged inappropriate touching on more than 30 trips between 2014 and 2016. So one lawsuit was settled out of court and one is still pending as of this month. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, He apparently is a uh, pilot and would, uh, I'm guessing he would fly a little in the, in the cockpit Hmm. as it is, you know, so they would be his co-pilot up there and, Mm. I'm just picturing like, like it's okay. You can leave anytime you want. Just go out <laughs> that door. We're a thousand feet in the air, and yeah, I. Uh, there's always that like that that person at the company, and of course it's going to be like one of the CEO generally or somebody higher up. Ugh. It's never the janitor that you know puts you in the corner and is like, "Watch me do this." Ugh. It's always Louis. Well, it's not like he can force you in. Well. Outside of physically forcing. It's always the guy who's been publicly saying it for like a decade. And then someone comes out and is like, no, he really does this. And everyone's like, gasp. And it's like, no, he, he's been telling you for a decade that he does this. <laughs> Still creepy. Uh, and then, yeah, I've got a little like image there of the uh, flavor timeline for LaCroix. Basically, um, <laughs> I know. that's Flavor timeline. <laughs> I'm just looking at 2004. That's too many flavors. And then, you look, and then 2000 by 2015 they've got like 
Things got out of control. I think it's up to like 30 or something. So yeah, it's... I mean, to be fair though, they are selling probably all of them. Like, <laughs> but they're just too expensive. A little bit, yeah. I only have, I only get Lacroix when it's on sale. It's like what five bucks a twelve pack, basically, right now. Mm, five, five, five bucks a can. <laughs> God, that would be awful. That's that's cheaper than buying a soda out of the machine. Mm. If you bring if you bring your Lacroix with you, it's cheaper than paying a dollar a can at, Wait. The, at the soda machine. Cans aren't just fifty cents a pop. No, you're not anymore. <laughs> yes, uh, anymore. you can no longer get a Fago for twenty five cents. That is not a thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember right, that. But I can still I can still go down to the can- corner candy shop and get you know a whole bunch of malteds for a nickel, right? No, no. <laughs> one one is a whole bunch. <laughs> yeah. So from Vox, Lacroix became trendy. Because it was easy for it to be everywhere. Over the past decade, Americans have done something that would have once seemed downright un-American. They've given up soda. LaCroix is succeeding as a methadone for soda addicts. It isn't the only brand to benefit from the sparkling water boom, however, but it's the one that's become the lifestyle brand. The secret behind LaCroix's rise is a mix of old-fashioned business strategy and cutting-edge social marketing. When Americans wanted carbonated water, LaCroix, LaCroix was positioned to give them fizzy water. Then, sometimes by, sometimes by accident, LaCroix developed fans among mommy bloggers. Paleo I thought eaters. that said mommy boogers at first and was like, <laughs> ew. Sure. Paleo eaters and Los Angeles writers who pushed... LaCroix into the zeitgeist. About five years ago, LaCroix spotted an opportunity. The downfall of soda was creating a craving for sparkling waters. Americans historically wanted their carbonated water syrupy and sweet. Bubbles belonged in soda, not in plain water, as Chris has said. Even before, during a brief Perrier craze in the late 80s and early 90s, sparkling water was a European drink served in snooty restaurants. Most water Americans drank came out of the tap. That's right. As God intended. (laughs) The average person drank less than four gallons of bottled water, still and sparkling, per year in 1988. By 2015, the average American was drinking 37 gallons of bottled water per year. At the same time, they were losing the taste for sugary sodas. Public health crusaders preached about the evils of sugars and yanked vending machines from schools and offices. And slowly, they made a difference. In 2015, people in the U.S. drank 12.4 gallons less soda per person than they did in 2005. Ten years, 12.4 gallons less per person every year. The equivalent of cutting out just over two 16-ounce sodas per week. Bottled water dominates the market, but sparkling water is growing faster. The amount of domestically produced sparkling water Americans consume increased 58% between 2010 and 2014, according to the National Bottled Water Association, because you know that's got to be something. The IBWA. (laughs) <laughs> the between 2013 and 2014 alone it grew 17 percent by 2015 lacroix was on the approved list for the whole 30 diet a restrictive eating plan that like paleo and keto requires participants to give up sugar and alcohol never die <laughs> Being approved that out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> Being approved by the Whole30 program, whose dieters are encouraged to share their meals on social media, nudged more cans of LaCroix into Instagram feeds. LaCroix also heightened its fashionable users, who made it clear that it's popular to both drink LaCroix 
and talk about it. And more and some more fashionable people talk about it on Instagram, talk about the cans of LaCroix, and more people find out about it, and the cycle continues. National beverages competitors, including Spindrift, which makes seltzer with fruit juice, Celsius, sorry, yeah, Celsius, which makes energy drinks, have hired away the LaCroix marketing team. Renewed interest in sparkling water shows how the industry is trailing consumers and they're looking for alternatives to traditionally highly sweetened drinks. They're being lured away from soft drinks by the growing interest in eating and drinking healthy. Also, there are concerns about obesity and rising prices as more cities institute taxes on just the sugary drinks. While most stores like Target and Kroger have their own versions of this product, there are still big brands dominating the market with, and some that contain some degree of some kind of sugar. Most, however, do not. In this list, you've got drinks like LaCroix, um, the, the company that we're talking about mostly today. Then you've got Bubbly, a new startup from PepsiCo. Yeah. Bublé. Michael yep. Bublé. <laughs> Bublé. Um, Dasani has been coming out with a uh, kind of a sparkling line as well, and that would be the Coke line of products on mm-hmm. that end. Um, you also have Spindrift and Waterloo. Um, Poland oh, Springs. <laughs> Poland Springs, the bottled water company, has come out with their own. Ice, I'm not familiar with that one. That's the one that's like all that's colored the... in the tall skinny bottles. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I thought those it... were sweetened. They... I thought that's it was what I'm saying. The... I thought it was the immigration people. <laughs> uh. Well, uh, but yeah, that's why I was <laughs> like, well, some degree of sugar or another, but like they they include yep. like natural sugar or something like that. But basically, there's those are sweetened a little bit. Mm, cool. I thought they were like full, like soda sweeteners. Oh yeah, no. also, there's also these. <laughs> um, then you also have Schweppes and Canadian Dry, which are traditionally uh, ginger ale companies. It's um, true, but man, I really, I came real close. Like, man, maybe I should just get ginger ale for the show. It's no. So <laughs> that's one of those things. From my previous job, uh, when I worked at uh, the arena, whenever we would have concerts and things come through. The number of people who are requesting Schweppes in Canada Dry is unreal. <laughs> unreal. They just want cases and cases of this stuff. <laughs> um, it's not written here, but I can give you a I can give you a recipe for making your own sparkling water at home. It is one kegerator. Get it? I was like, get get one straw. Put at bottom of glass blow <laughs> it would take a while but yeah look at the bubbles um, well and your your breath would have enough co2 in it where you could uh probably increase the, the decrease the acidity and increase the carbonic acid in the drink actually um but get a kegerator throw on your um just put whatever water that you've got filtered coming out of the tap there um Usually put it through a uh, carbon filtration so you're not getting chlorinated tap water. Then put it on at 20 PSI and let it sit for a week. And <laughs> at the end of that week, you've got carbonated water. I mean, it's that simple. Hmm. Nice. I just looked it up, too. The, the Sparkling Ice um, brand. Mm-hmm. They So it says zero sugar in the bottle, but ba- it, it does have okay. sucralose in it. But it's like okay. it's like kind of far down in the list. They actually use um, fruit juice sweeteners. Uh, there's it's got like green tea extract in it. Like so, it's it's mostly natural stuff, and then it's got like a hint of sugar. Um, mm. So it, yeah, it's it, it kind of still falls in that line. Yeah, uh, if you were, uh, I guess if you were going to be 
using seltzer water in cocktails, Brittany. You got some tips here, I think, on, yeah, on just, how to use that. These are from, from Lifehacker, um, which I, I generally trust them as a source. Um, so it's, it's just eight things. And it's, it's an, this is an effort to make, uh, if you're going to drink, like to make it, you know, slightly healthier. Uh, because again, like you don't want to just, if you're not about just like, I'm going to consume all these calories and the sugar and the, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's, it's a way to use seltzer water to make your, um, cocktails kind of, uh, quote unquote better for you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. On the top of the list, use only fresh squeezed or 100% fruit juices. Um, don't go with the fruit juice that's added sugar, basically. Mm. There's a few fruit juices out there. I'm going to go ahead and add this one in. There's a few fruit juices out there that are 50% less sugar. So they're basically watered down, pre-watered down for you. Mm. If you are going to use the basically that type of fruit juice, just keep in mind all they've done is added water. <laughs> There's nothing additional special to it. So you can basically buy a full bottle of the other fruit juice and cut it by half with water <laughs> and get the same... Uh, half the price, basically. Hmm. Um, you can also choose seltzer over other carbonated waters. So you could go with a LaCroix with some flavor in it and uh, could do a cocktail like that. All right. Uh, you could also, uh, number three, make simple syrup with honey for bonus antioxidants. That sounds, actually, doesn't actually, sound like a bad idea. I was going to say, that sounds amazing. Uh, number four, uh, replace sugar or flavored syrups with whole fruits. That or, also that also sounds good. fine. Yeah. What if we add whole fruits in addition to more sugar? <laughs> oh jeez. No. Mm-hmm. Apparently that destroys your teeth. So. Mm. I mean, who really needs them? Who uh, <laughs> needs teeth? Yeah. Anyway, you can also choose one light-colored alcohol over a dark uh over dark for better hangovers i i i might caution shenanigans on that yeah say for alcohol is gonna alcohol is gonna dehydrate you either way you look at it it's like maybe vodka over dark rum but then there's still like, no it's still a toss-up it's the so the the hangover contribution comes from um the additional heads and tails that get left in outside the pure alcohol so some of that is dehydration but a lot of it is when you drink cheap alcohol they'll have some more of those heads and tails left in Hmm. and those are the hangover components that that kind of contribute to there you will get on some whiskeys they tend to leave those in a little bit more because they are um flavorful and you want a well-rounded whiskey um and vodka they try to make it as flavorless as possible so that that is a possibility on that side but it's not a hard and fast rule i guess is the hmm. is the thing on that also stick to one shot per cocktail or throw away the rest of the cocktail and just do shots <laughs> <laughs> that is not a list. Uh... that would be that'd be that'd be less less other calories you're taking in unless you are a seagull <laughs> right. unless you're a seagull that's going to be the, the, the like caveat from here on out. Uh, aim for eight ounces per drink. So, yeah. And then uh, it says choose nutritious ingredients like ginger, coffee, or lemon to add. So that, now, that but, sounds but good, Brittany, though. My question about the eight ounces, how many is in one shelf? <laughs> one shelf, shelf of alcohol. I don't know. That's one drink, right? 
that's like that's got to be eight ounces. If it's in one fish bowl, it's just one. Sure. Uh, <laughs> finally, I've got a link on here, which I definitely want to put put in the in the notes. Um, God, and you have to excuse like the website's got so many ads; it's ridiculous. But uh, it's cocktails you can make with popular um, seltzer water brands, and some of these sound uh, amazing. <laughs> so, uh, one of them is um, if you like if you like pina coladas. And then everybody sings and that song in their head. Getting caught in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so this one is um, the Skinny Colada Sparkler. And nope. It, yeah, I know. I don't know why they you just put the word skinny, skinny in it. Colada, yeah. And he was just like, nope. Yeah, I, <laughs> I checked out immediately. <laughs> they shouldn't put skinny in front of it, but whatever. And so it's like when my. No, okay. I don't mean. like It's like when my coworkers talk about shoes. I, I cannot care less. So oh, I yeah. just check out and go. It's like he hears skinny margarita and suddenly his just, brain just, my brain goes, nope. He yeah. just catches on fire. And That's he's fair. like, nope, we're done. Anyway, the, the, the actual ingredients sound tasty in this one. It's uh, pineapple juice, um, nope. light rum, and the coconut flavored LaCroix. It says Don't sparkling know. water, but still, it's a LaCroix. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That, that probably flavor. fine. I just, I just keep making jokes and stuff. Um, I, there was something I did with a made a pina colada like drink with the the coconut. I mean, that's the only real reason. Coconut Lacroix is like because you're not just lowest. drinking it. Yeah, it's the coconut lowest on the LaCroix. list. <laughs> it only exists to make to make weak flavorless margarita uh, weak flavorless margaritas. Oh, they're not. They're not flavorless. Pina coladas, they're not flavorless. They're really like uh, the coconut flavor that they use is very coconutty. It's hardcore. Yeah. And it, you can mix that with um, with some of the other LaCroix flavors. I always like doing that, making a mocktail. You know, put some vodka in there and, and use two or three different LaCroix flavors mixed together. I mm. can't look at pina coladas, especially unfrozen ones again, after the person threw up on my bar. That's oh, fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I drank, yeah. drank two of them back to back, and then I turn away for like five seconds, come back, and she has thrown up everywhere. <laughs> How? Well, someone was pre-gaming. Yeah. Well, uh, just the sheer amount of sugar he had to have consumed because she drank both of them within like ten minutes. Jeez. So it says here that the Red Lobster Pina Colada is 280 calories. I call shenanigans. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, I need to hear from the expert who suddenly his <laughs> eyes rolled in the back of his head as he's trying to think and do the math. It's yeah, uh, it's almost entirely because because the red lobster pina colada is two ingredients pina colada mix, <laughs> and uh, so however many calories are in that, plus whatever is in Malibu coconut rum. Hmm. Okay, it's about eighty calories for the rum. Probably now, somewhere. if you if you get their sunset passion flavors, uh, there's probably more because then you're putting some sort of uh, uh, sugar fruit fruit puree on top. Uh, yeah. But they they make them at only like fourteen ounce thin pils, uh, pilsner oh. style glasses too, so they look like more than there are. Mm. Okay, tricky. Awesome. Um, yeah, pina colada mix is for three ounces, one hundred and sixty calories. Oh good. Now the now the alada colada <laughs> is made in a a a giant uh, like double sized margarita glass. Uh, oh my god! So and. So that's probably not not in that calorie <laughs> range you're looking that's at. That's like a meal. Uh, 
So, but you know, if you do a LaCroix coconut and a LaCroix some other flavor and some vodka in there, you're looking at 80 calories for the whole drink. Yeah, I I mean, I thought about mixing a bunch of them, but I was like, I don't want to buy like a bunch of packs of <laughs> different fl- like... flavored salt water to this. So, uh, there's there's one other one on the on the uh, cocktail list that I think sounds really good, and I don't like the flavor of the seltzer water by itself, but this combination sounds really good. It's Dasani's um, sparkling black cherry, but it's mm. a um, it's black cherry lemonade. So you mix the the Dasani black cherry with lemon flavored vodka and some simple syrup, and then it's it's garnished with cherries and a lemon. So it just looks really refreshing and nice, actually. Hmm. There's a sparkling Pimp's Punch that looks like it has a pickle. Ew. I want a pickle. I don't care about the anything else, but I just want oh, a pickle. Oh, I see that now. I Oh, I bet it's a cucumber, right? Oh, oh okay. never mind. Take it away. <laughs> Make it finished. Now I have to Scratch go see that. it. It is a cucumber. <laughs> oh. Sad day. And you use... Cucumbers, cucumbers should never be consumed under any circumstances until they're pickled. Uh, <laughs> you actually use the cucumber sparkling water as the base. Mm. So, yeah. It's cucumber and lime, essentially, is what the giant flavor of that is. Thanks. It's a good flavor. That's that, a weird color uh, for that. Missed name now. It look, but it, in the picture, it looks like um, sweet tea with the pickle sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So, if you're interested in those those uh, um, recipes, like some of them, some of them look good. Uh, and it's just, you know, something to keep in mind, like seltzer water, you can, you can drink it. If you're not into the lack of sugar, you can mix it in a cocktail. Like there's no end. <laughs> um, but all right. Uh, I guess we will get into what we're actually drinking right now. Drink with me, friend. That doesn't sound anything like what I've been drinking. <laughs> nope. I I was going to do something fun and then I was like, meh. And then, so I've had like my, I'm on my fifth Blackberry citrus seltzer water today. <laughs> Chris is going to cut you off like you did with the drumstick. Uh, it's, it's like the only water I drink most of the time. All right. Is it is it tasty? Is it is it hitting the spot? Blackberry citrus is really good, actually. It's a right. now this is a store brand. It's Kroger brand, but still right. Kroger. All right. Bob. All right. Well, uh, I made a mojito <laughs> because it uses club soda. There you go. Uh, Mojito. The Mojito. <laughs> uh, but uh, the... Yeah. For that. Uh, so uh, I, I went down to Liquor Bar and get most of the stuff. I had to run somewhere else to pick up some, some lime. Uh, it is, however, as I told Chris before we started, a peasant mojito because I forgot to buy limes. <laughs> it happens. So I had to settle for lime juice I had sitting around. Uh <laughs> It's fine. It it gets the job done, but it's, it's, it's fine. But you I know would what would make it fresh lemons, uh, fresh you know, limes. You know what you could do, so that could you I... always have limes sitting around, or lime lime flavoring sitting around. You could buy some lime Lacroix, oh. and and the seltzer water would always be there. No. With the lime already in it. I did, however, find some El Dorado three-year rum. Mm-hmm. Uh, there you go. That is actually really good rum. It's probably too good for mixing, but I haven't used <laughs> a lot of it. It's actually like it's pretty good straight, uh, but uh, my glass is a little wet, and I almost lost it there. <laughs> uh, 
it's it the the mojito itself actually turned out pretty good, especially considering uh, my measurements start out being very exact from the bartender, but then I get to like the syrup and the uh, the lime juice, and I just go, and I'll just eyeball it. <laughs> just whatever, close enough. It honestly uh, probably would have been good though with the lime seltzer water. Maybe, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, just regular seltzer water is fine. I don't need. <laughs> Uh, I do, however, apparently need some sort of grip on my glass. Yep. <laughs> yeah, add on a, a pistol grip to it. Tends to happen. <laughs> what about you, Chris? I am drinking a lovely. Real quick, I should real quick. I should have made a mojito in a in a uh, gravy boat and then just. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. The, the truth. Until you choke on a lime. <laughs> yeah. I am drinking a lovely mix of the same uh, blackberry citrus seltzer water, the store uh-huh. brand, and just this Smirnoff sourced made with real fruit juice. Uh, the flavor is cranberry apple, and I've just been pouring a glass full of that and hitting the top of it with some of the uh, blackberry citrus. I'm <laughs> pretty far gone. Yeah. Uh, so, have... My question for you is, uh, have you only been drinking while you were at stop signs and red lights? <laughs> no. This, this Watch train, the new show to figure out that joke. This train was built as with no, no brakes. <laughs> there, there were never brakes. We, we were going. Uh, that's why we went through half a bottle of bourbon cream in the new show. God, like the, the combination of those two things, like obviously not together, but like in your stomach right now, I, I, it makes me want to throw up. Like, Which guess, means we should yeah. probably move on to Casey so we can close this out before he dies. Yeah. <sighs> so, As he finishes off another glass. Yeah, that. Uh, to be perfectly honest, though, that bottle of uh, vodka has been sitting around for a while. It needed to be had something done. <laughs> Christmas. It's been around since Christmas, so this was a great excuse oh. to. We got it as a gift, so. It wasn't longer than I thought. No. I feel like it's been there for. This a past few apartments. This past Christmas. No, yeah. No, no, what you're thinking of is the, uh... We have a regular Smirnoff vodka. That's just, That's been around, we've also got, like, the Evan Williams, like, apple cider flavored bourbon. That's been around a while. That may be it. Because no one will touch that. (laughs) So I'm on, um, non-alcoholic. I had a few drinks yesterday, and so I am being abstinent today. Okay. Casey discovered that his hotel has a free happy hour. <laughs> yeah. 5.30 to 7.30. Two hours of uh, whatever you want. We are booking those hotels from now on. Exclusively. That's on my list. Free breakfast. And, and happy hour, like, there are nachos. Like, <gasps> there's a nacho bar. Oh. Like, yeah, it's not just, I mean, it may be just for Texas that they do nachos, but. Well. Um, we're like going bre- right now. On the breakfast bar, they had carne asada sirloin steak on the breakfast oh. bar. Like, Holy crap. As much as you want. You could live in the hotel and make up the loss and drinks. <laughs> you really may- might be able to. <laughs> um, they didn't have – it was all like cheap liquors. Like early times was the, the liquor of choice for bourbon. But it, once you mix it with Coke, you can't tell. Um, the What I'm having right now, though, is the uh, Topo Chico. Um, figure while while near the source, might as well get some of this. And it's hmm. a a mineral water. Been around since it's been around a while. I'm not. Let me see if I can find their Wikipedia page. The 
story that they tell on the website goes into detail on like oh since back in 1800s you know well yeah okay so it's been bottled since 1895 wow so it's it's an old school um out of monterey mexico from a kind of a mineral water source that is is kind of right at the oh no this this okay so i'm figuring that this may be one of those companies that's like stealing water from the locals in order to because <laughs> in yep. october it was purchased by the coca-cola company so uh. it, it adds to that i don't know i'll have to look and see but um it is a sparkling water that the one that i'm having right now is just the mineral water tastes no different than just basically water that has some additional um uh carbonation added pretty much it uh they do have some lime flavors and uh grapefruit flavors though mm. and it's, it's it's nice to have this when your your stomach might be a little upset <laughs> you know it'll fix that rum mm. no. ah, rum apparently fixes most things exploded on the most recently it's it's exploded in the bar scenes across america specifically austin texas and they're using it to mix cocktails i was gonna say exploded on the scene rum rum is pretty explosive (laughs) yep all righty i think that does it for this one i think it does we got a a bit out of that at least (laughs) i was gonna say i didn't really change much of my mind on mineral water I, uh, or on seltzer water. <laughs> to be I like fair, my water still, unless I'm drinking. So you still haven't had any though. I there's there was some soda water. There's no no inside this. You haven't had like a Lacroix or some shit like that. You know, <laughs> the episode wasn't about Lacroix, so <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Sort of was, but <laughs> became a Bellacroix. <laughs> They're the big name, so yeah. they. Well, if you want to learn more about us, you can visit haveadrinkshow.com for useful links and information. Also, look for Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv. Don't forget, you can ask us a question, uh, leave some general feedback. Uh, just go to uh, feedback at haveadrinkshow.com, uh, or you can use the feedback page on the website. Uh, you know, shouting also works. Sometimes. Sometimes, if we're near. We're, we're but, outside you know, your window. All you we, do is open the window, and you don't have to shout. You can just say it. We're right there. We'll hear. Uh, we're we're always with you. All joking fun aside, like to remind everyone, please drink responsibly. Uh, if you listen to the news show, please don't be the guy who's uh, taking shots only at stop sign, thinking that's okay. That's not drinking and driving, because he was stopped while he drank. <laughs> Please spoilers don't. spoilers don't don't do that don't do that <laughs> all right uh okay so check us out again next saturday for our next live episode and remember to check out patreon.com slash have a drink show once again i'm Brittany lee walker i'm justin frazier i'm christopher walker and i'm casey price we shall see you next time bye 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 guys Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>